Hi again, everybody. Welcome to yet another edition of the Goldie on Ice podcast here in summertime. We are inching slowly closer to the NHL season. I'm Steve Goldstein. We're looking forward to the Florida Panthers season and uh, and the NHL. Um, our producer of the podcast, as always, Brett Markowitz, does a phenomenal job. You follow us on Twitter, uh, Goldie on Ice, and Instagram as well, and you see all the promos uh, for the podcast, give you a flavor of what's coming up, and uh, Brett puts all that together. So um, we do acknowledge him and his uh, his efforts here on the podcast for all of you listeners. Thank our sponsors, as always, Sides Foundation, Ken Morris and his real estate group, and uh, O&A Management uh, as well, and a new sponsor, One-on-One Concierge. We'll tell you what they do coming up on the podcast, but uh, thanks to Oscar and One-on-One Concierge coming on board here on the podcast. Um, a little different twist. We don't um, really focus on the Panthers in this podcast. It's um, it, it's all about the NHL and a guy that um, I've gotten the, the really the privilege to get to know the last couple of years working the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs and the Winter Classics and the All-Star Game last year over in Tampa uh, for radio, for Westwood One and BC uh, Sports Radio, um, either doing games or being the ringside reporter, being the pre and post game host for the Stanley Cup final. So I've got to know Steve Mayer, who has recently come over to the NHL and responsible. um, Well, he'll tell you what he's responsible for, but a lot of the events and the music that we've seen over the last few years at the Cup final, if you watch on TV, uh, it all falls under the umbrella with Steve Mayer. And uh, Steve was nice enough to join us on the podcast. He is the NHL Executive Vice President. Uh, and chief content officer. Steve, first off, uh, tell us exactly what your job entails. What are your responsibilities at the NHL? Uh, I guess uh, I have a few responsibilities, uh, to say the least. When I came to the league, uh, I I was mostly focused on content programming production and inherited our NHL studios group. We have a group of producers that are out there shooting and producing content daily. And I also came to the league um, knowing that there were two big projects coming up. Uh, One was the World Cup of Hockey and the other was our Centennial Project. And, you know, being a hockey fan, knowing that they were coming up, um, that's sort of what brought me to the league. And then once I got into the league, Uh, There were a few changes here um, once I got in here, and one of those changes was within the events group. Uh, The NHL is a a huge events group, uh, close to 50 people in that group, uh, and the gentleman who ran that group left the NHL, and I inherited that position and that group. And, you know, that then led to you know, really opening and establishing an entertainment arm of the league, which, you know, you see at a lot of our events and around our events. Um, And so that's another responsibility. And then naturally giving programming events, entertainment, the sort of broadcast relationships, the creative relationships also sort of became part of my responsibility as well. So, um, I've got a few things on my plate. It's awesome. It's an amazing job. Uh, there's lots to do, lots of room to grow, and that kind of gives you sort of what I do at the NHL. Okay. First thing I do want to ask you about, you mentioned that word entertainment, and 
you know, everybody in sports now, and it's been like this for a while, and especially the NHL, you know, you have the diehard sports fans that are going to watch the games for the games. Then you've got a whole bunch of other people. I'm assuming you know uh, probably the numbers. It's probably a majority that are kind of casual. They're coming in and out. How do you grab them? And why is that word you used, entertainment, important? So, uh, listen, it's entertainment, it's experience, and, you know, it's especially at our events, you know, you want to give our fans, you know, the game certainly, but uh, something a little more. And you, you mentioned avid and casual. So, I mean, we use those words a lot. They kind of define what, who our targets are. And, and, and one of the things that we have, and now that I've been with the league for two and a half years, you know, it, it's so clear. Our avids are among the greatest, the best, and the most avid of any in sport. I don't care what sport, you know, our hockey fans will watch a game no matter where it's played, when it's played. They just love it. They can't get enough. And they also can't get enough of the storytelling about the players, the history of the game. And that's awesome. And, you know, we never want to do anything to upset those avid fans, but there is this casual fan that everybody talks about and they throw it out there. But, you know, think about it. There's a lot of fans that just love sports. And every single night, they've got to make a decision. What are they going to watch? Are they going to watch the basketball game, the college basketball game? They're going to watch the NHL. Are they going to watch baseball? You know, they're making these decisions. And, you know, at the league level, you're trying to bring them in however you can, make them interested in your sport in a greater and bigger way. And eventually, if you can convert them to avids, awesome. But if you could just get them to watch your game, you, you've brought a whole nother fandom in. And, you know, for us, it's really about more and more people watching the game, enjoying the game and loving hockey. And, and so we look at entertainment as a way to bring some of these casual fans into our game. You know, whether it's, bringing celebrity into the mix um, and, and, you know, somebody follows a particular celebrity. Well, when that celebrity shows the passion for the NHL, you know, you're more apt to watch an NHL game because your favorite celebrity watches an NHL game or you love that music. So you want to tune into the game because the musician happens to be performing and then you fall in love with the game. All of these touch points to get people to your sport is what we're focused on. And, you know, listen, you're going to hit some people, you know this, Steve, you're going to, some people are going to, you know, love what you decide and bring in. And some people are going to hate it and you get it. You're never going to satisfy everybody. But the, but the idea is to do this enough and to, to touch enough and, and also do it with passionate hockey fans. Like we do, Look at that. It is something that we always think about. Like when we go to bring a performer in at a particular game, it, it's much more about this is a hockey fan who performs than just, just this person who performs. And, you know, even when we brought Snoop Dogg to do in these, these pieces on the rules of hockey, he's a big hockey fan. It made sense because here's a guy who loves the game and who could speak to it. And if he could bring his audience along to watch more hockey, we win. You know, it's interesting, Steve, because the last two years, and I guess it plays into it well, and, you know, I had the privilege of being there and watching it all unfold in Nashville where, 
you know, you, you took major advantage of that, you know, that scene where that arena is in Nashville, right on Broadway with the country music and Charles Barkley made the famous statement that the NHL playoffs are more exciting than the NBA playoffs. Two days later, Charles Barkley is there. And then last year, you know, Vegas makes the Stanley Cup final. How much work, how much thought went into for you and your staff taking advantage of those two cities hosting the Stanley Cup final? So, uh, you know, I think along the way, and look at our cities. I mean, they all have a characteristic onto their own. They all, you know, there's an, there's somebody from everywhere. Um, and, you know, in Nashville and Vegas, those are special places when it comes to entertainment. And it just makes all the sense in the world to incorporate those worlds into our world. And you're going to bring fans to the table. You're just going to bring an energy that is unique. and you know, yes, I think we did a really good job in both of those places. And yes, we got a little lucky because the teams in both cases did really well advancing both years to the final. Um, but I, I think what we're most proud of is what we did in Washington, for instance, last year, where you would never think of Washington as that sort of dynamic entertainment capital, but yet look at how many people came to the streets because we we brought them a party. We put we put um, screens everywhere and opened up the streets and brought music to the streets. We had Fall Out Boy and Stink perform. You know, we brought people to experience the Stanley Cup final, even if they didn't have a ticket. And once they came once, we found – and we did some focus groups that, that a lot of people came every single game. It was about coming with your friends, hanging out, watching the game, having a great time. And it became a bit of a social experience that really took fire. So every time you saw one of our games in the final, whether it was in Vegas or in Washington, it just looked like we're having a big party. And that's what we're trying to show that, you know, our sport is fun. Uh, it's got a great group of fans. They like to hang out with each other. They like to watch these games. And all you have to do is provide them the place to come and to experience it. And then if you bring in the music and the celebrity that happens to be in, in that particular city, it, you, you win. And uh, we're, we were really happy with what we were able to do across the board. And I, and I think we've now established the blueprint for every, you know, year coming up um, and regular season as well. I, I think we're going to look at some of the games, our key games during the regular season this year and try to do the exact same thing that we did during the playoffs, just building the excitement throughout the season to lead to the playoffs. So uh, yeah, it's, it, it seems to be taking hold and working, and we're just going to keep the momentum going. All right, interesting. So expect more from the NHL this season. We continue with Steve Mayer, the NHL's Executive Vice President and Chief Content Officer. Coming up, more on the National Hockey League in 90 seconds with Steve. 
One-on-one concierge is your only stop needed for all of your home needs. Whether you're out of town, you need your home looked after, make sure there's things like no leaks, or any home maintenance at all, Oscar and one-on-one concierge handle it with professional care. House projects, moving, organizing closets, running errands, they do it all. Call Oscar today at one-on-one, 954-439-1551. That's 954-439-1551, or check out the website, oneononeconcierge.com. Time to tell you about Ken Morris and the Morris Southeast Group, an inaugural sponsor of the Goldie on Ice podcast. And, you know, Ken and the group, well, if you own commercial real estate looking to lease or purchase, call Ken at 954-240-4400. Ken Morris represents buyers, sellers, landlords, and tenants. And I'll tell you this, he's a class guy. He and his family, he's a straight shooter, extremely qualified and knowledgeable. And that's the type of person you want to and you need to deal with. Call 954-240-4400. Ken and the Morris Southeast Group will work with you with your best interests at heart. Hey, he's a South Florida guy. He's got a great reputation. He's been doing this for a very long time. 954-240-4400 for Ken Morris. And by the way, here on the Goldie on Ice podcast, he's a big hockey fan, Panthers season ticket, so we can all relate to him. Again, the number for Ken Morris, 954-240-4400. So you're obviously a guy that's willing to, you know, take some chances and, mm-hmm. you know, see what sticks. And you've got to, you know, it's not a total risk. It's a calculated risk. You've been doing this for a long time. Where did that come from during your career, Steve, that, that you're willing to put yourself out there? And I'm sure there's been some old timers, you know, that work in the NHL that have kind of raised an eyebrow at some of the things you've thought of. And you said, hey, we're doing it. We're rolling with it. Where'd that come from? I think over the years, and you know, I've, I've been around for a while, um, and I've seen what what has obviously worked and what hasn't. And believe me, there's plenty of things that I've done that haven't worked along the way as well. But you got to take chances. I, I don't care what business you're in, you've got to be willing to take a little risk. I, I mean, if you play it vanilla, you know, yeah, you'll get by, and that's fine. But if you if you look to disrupt, especially in this day and age where there's so much that's, you know, being thrown at us every single day, and I don't care whether it's in sports, it's in entertainment, it's in politics, it's everywhere. Um, you're consuming content wherever you look, um, and now we're consuming it on our phones, on our TVs. It's just everywhere, and and the only thing that's going to cut through are things that are going to catch your eye. That you know, and I use the word disrupt that are going to be a little different than what you're used to. And, you know, and again, sometimes it's going to work, but in my mind that over time has, you know, been most impactful. And I, I don't know where or when I, I, I got that in my head, but, you know, I also like to look at things differently than a lot of people you know if the wall is white you know i i want to figure out how to make it you know come to life and be more colorful and you know and sometimes you know i can look at the same thing that 10 other people can look at and i just see something a little different or i think that by doing something a little different i can sort of make an impact um and but i but listen i i think we live in a time where if you just do things the same old, same old, that's fine. But 
it's the times where you catch somebody's eye that you can make a difference. And yeah, you got to throw a few things against the wall. And believe me, I know that sometimes it's just not going to work. But um, when it does, it feels really good. And and then when it does, you, you know, that's where you sort of like look at this works. Why does it work? And how do we amplify it to make it even bigger and greater? And that's some of the things that we're realizing at the league. And those are the things that we're really focused on as we kind of move forward. One of the things is what I just talked about is, you know, let's, let's try to do these outdoor parties and if they work great and which they are working. And so we're going to amplify those in the year to come. Let me ask just going back to the start of your answer. So is there one take back that you, that didn't work that you could share with us? Is there one that's always in your mind? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, sure. I mean, you know, we live in a very polarizing time. I'm not even going to mention the artist. Your audience might know. We booked an artist that we booked him strictly for entertainment value. We do this all the time. I mentioned this. He was a hockey fan. Um, but we live in a very unique time of which, you know, depending on your affiliations politically, um, you know, it, it, you can raise an eyebrow. Our our interest is solely to entertain our fans and to do things bigger and grander and better. And yeah, you know, it, it, in this universe of social media, there were some comments related to, you know, um, that particular announcement. But in the end of the day, it was an amazing, awesome performance. And after the performance, everybody went quiet because it was just that. And that is exactly, you know, what we try to do. We're, we're here to entertain. We're here to, you know, to do things on a bigger and grander basis. We want to bring bigger artists in. Um, you know, we want people associated with the NHL that are, that are awesome. Um, you know, and, but we, we gotta be, you gotta be slightly careful. So if you had to take one back, although I, you know, I still stand by the decision and I thought the performance was amazing. Other than that, you know, listen, there's been some hit and misses with some of the content we've put out, but you know, we're really happy with the strides we're making. We're getting great feedback from the fans. People want to see more and more. Um, I think they want to see more on our star players. You know, they, you know, and we want our star players to be more active socially. They have amazing personalities. They're great looking. They, you know, they're out there doing some really cool things in the community. They also are funny and approachable. So, you know, if it, it was a, a goal of mine, it would be to do more. Our fans want more from our players. Um, you know, so those are things that I don't take back the fact we haven't done a lot of that but i want to do way more and you know uh, and that's something also that we're focused on but you know listen really happy with the strides we've made and some of the things we've done and you know confident that we can continue moving uh, you know the nhl upward you know it's interesting you bring that up because you know the hockey player and people know this um you know, it's always about team. You know, you don't want to put yourself above the team. I think every youth team everywhere in North America and the world tells players that. How much of a challenge is it to kind of get guys when they get to the NHL, you know, to open up? And, and it's not, you know, trying to be big ego and look at me. 
But when you talk about guys being more, you know, on social media and kind of putting themselves out there more, is that a challenge with the hockey player? Because they're such grounded guys, such good guys, and they don't want to put the spotlight on themselves because most of them really do believe it's about the team and it's about winning. It's not about themselves. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's ingrained in them from the time they started playing hockey, and I appreciate that. And it makes uh, it certainly makes our playoffs what it is because it's it's all about winning the cup and doing it as a team. And you know, and and uh, there you have to appreciate that. And I, I do think it is a bit of a challenge though because the, the a team over individual is absolutely the mentality of almost every single hockey player and and i do think we live in an era where it's cool like to be an individual and still be the greatest teammate and and build your brand individually because at the same time you're building your brand i truly believe you're building your team's brand you know and we see it in other sports where a player who is just an amazing athlete and a superstar, you know, gets out there, does his or her thing, and in the same time builds up the team's brand dramatically so that everybody's wearing, for instance, in Steph Curry's case, a Golden State Warrior jersey, you know. Um, you know, you suddenly become a fan of the team as well as the person and and like, you know, other leagues have probably more players who go out in front of the team a bit. Um, and we'd like to do that a bit more. I mean, we've got such great young players. I mean, right now, the vibrancy in this league and the future, when you look at the, the, the quality of young player, is awesome. And, you know, you want to build them into great personalities and you want everybody in florida to yeah want to go to the panthers game and watch the panthers but like really want and can't wait till austin matthews comes to town because they just know everything about austin matthews and the star is coming to town or connor mcdavid you know i don't know if we have enough of that um i think we're very anxious in exposing other teams into the mix on TV. And I think you're going to see that more and more this year. So those NBC telecasts are going to include a lot more of other teams other than the original six or some of the teams that have been consistently on over the last, you know, five, to six years. Um, so I, I think that is a focus, but I do clearly understand and appreciate where the players are coming from because this is what, hockey is all about it's about team and unity and winning the cup we'll continue more with steve mayer the nhl's executive vice president and chief content officer joining us here on the goldie on ice nhl panthers podcast uh his relationship with gary bettman and how steve got to where he is in his job today with the nhl that's next a message from me about Orion and his company, part of the ground floor here of the podcast. We appreciate that. Hey, he's a friend, and like any good hockey team, you need a good team. And Orion and Associates Management Group, they've got that good team. Great team, in fact, operating out of Hollywood, Florida. Prime subcontractors. So all you prime contractors out there, they provide any construction services needed. Call them today at 954 922 
800-800-8660. Check them out on Instagram as well, at ONA underscore management, and the website, onamanagementgroup.com. Now, they also handle hauling, so if you have demolition waste, any non-hazardous material, they'll take care of all those trucking needs. More than 25 years of experience, ONA Management has worked with some of South Florida's leading construction companies, and you can trust, I can tell you this, their work and professionalism. The number again, 954-922-8660. That's 954-922-8660 for Orion and ONA Management. An important message now for an important cause, the SIDES Foundation. It stands for Sydney's Incredible Defeat of Ewing Sarcoma. Sydney Lister at age 15 battled the disease and she beat it. She's doing great. Now, out of the struggle, SIDES, the foundation was formed to help fund children's cancer research and help South Florida families with kids fighting the disease. I encourage you and invite you to help the fight along with Sid's dad, Dave Lister. Call him at 954 594 5763. That's 954 594 5763. You can also check out Sides' Facebook page as well. Now, the next Sides event is November 19th. It's a great time. The fifth annual Italian extravaganza at Aqualina Restaurant in Weston. It's a great time for a wonderful cause. Help in the fight against cancer with S I D E S, Sides Foundation. The number again, 954 594 5763. And thank you. What has it been like working with and working for Gary Bettman? Amazing. Um, he is uh, like one of uh, the, the most amazing people I've ever worked with. And I, I've had the pleasure having come from IMG, the largest sports marketing agency in the world, and having dealt with so many individuals in so many different sports. Uh, uh, he is he's incredible. And I'm not just saying that. Uh, because of where I stand. Um, he is very open-minded. Um, he is, you know, so willing. You talk about throwing things against the wall. You know, listen, that's not Steve. Steve has to get approval across the board from the team that's here, which, by the way, also incredible. The management team, the senior management team, and Bill Daly and Gary. But, you know, Gary wants to give things a try. Uh, very open-minded. Um, is so smart, understands all of our businesses uh, from the standpoint of, you know, uh, we operate obviously um, in our divisions, but yet he's so well aware of what everyone in senior management is doing, what the league is doing, and really has put together the plan. Um, and, you know, he's just a, he's a family man, who really cares about people, the individuals that he works with. And um, I can't say, as you could tell, enough good things ab about him. And he's just been, you know, one of the, you know, for me, like pleasures of coming over and working for the NHL. Um, let's get into you a little bit, because you just mentioned you came over and worked, uh, you know, you, you were at IMG for a very long time now with the NHL. Let's go way back before we get to why you came to the NHL, but you went to Ithaca College, and a young Steve Mayer as a, as a teenager. <laughs> was sports always in the focus? Was that always what you were going to do in some form? Yeah, yeah. So I, I've always loved sports. Um, you know, I'm not the largest, biggest guy you've ever seen. So, you know, played sports in high school, played tennis and basketball, 
I just loved it. Uh, bigger sports fan than and like my athletic prowess was not going to take me anywhere further than high school. Uh, and I knew that I knew it. So I was like, ah, how am I going to get and be in sports? And, you know, I took a liking to, you know, TV and just, yeah, I kind of focused on, I want to be a sportscaster probably from the time I was like 15 years old, used to broadcast games, watching them on TV into a tape recorder mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and got kind of lucky. There was a local TV station, uh, that was around where I grew up. And while I was in high school, I volunteered, started working there, just fell in love with the industry, with the business and, and eventually went to college to Ithaca and, um, television and radio major play by play in college. Uh, not as good as you, uh, not even close. Like my athletic prowess in high school probably equals my play by play versus yours. Uh, but you know, listen, I loved it. I mean, being around sports, is what made me happy. I couldn't even believe or fathom that, Oh man, I could make a living out of being in sports. This is crazy. Um, and I got lucky. I got out of college and immediately got a job on air, on air, uh, and worked, uh, Steve, I worked from, uh, 1984 to 1991 on air until the company I was working with went bankrupt, uh, and literally closed their doors. Like literally at, uh, we came in in the morning and they said, Oh, by the way, 6 PM tonight, we're done. And I was like, what? What what, what did you just say? And I was out of a job. And when I started looking for my next on-air job, I met enough people in the business that said, hey, why don't you give production a try? And, um, And it was really to make a dollar, literally to try to just make a few dollars to eat. I started doing production jobs. And they were all in sports and I loved it. And I kind of got, again, lucky enough to be okay at it and move through the ranks pretty quickly. And it led me to IMG in a way it led me to IMG, oddly, was through tennis. Um, I started producing tennis tournaments and I got exposed to Mark McCormick. And for your audience who doesn't know, Mark McCormick is literally the founder of sports marketing. Um, he, he founded IMG, which is the largest sports marketing agency in the world. And he is legendary and talk about Gary Bettman. I mean, Mark McCormick is up there for me as one of the most incredible men I've ever met and worked with. Um, he's just a brilliant guy. And I met him and befriended him, uh, through various friends and the experience of tennis and he offered me a job to come to IMG. And I said, you know what? I'll give it a shot. And then I worked there for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the end, you know, I was running their media division, production division. Um, and we were producing shows internationally all over the world, both entertainment shows and, um, and sports. And then we entered the event world about three or four years before I came to the NHL. And one of our clients was the NHL. And and that's sort of how I got to the NHL. I was doing events while at IMG for the NHL and got pretty well known. 
in the NHL and eventually they made me an offer to come work for them. And it was at a perfect time in my career, looking for a little bit of a change, always had dreamed of working at a league, loved the people that I had known at the NHL and felt the time was right. And so there's the summary of my career life in a few minutes. Love it. Great, great story. Great plight. Cause you know, you get that all the time. Um, you know, Oh, you've got a cool job. How the heck did you get that job? So you had to tell that story. I'm sure quite a few times in all of your years, Steve, is there one person that you could pick out that when you met, you were kind of floored, speechless, like, wow, I'm standing here next to blank. Uh, there are, are, there are a few, um, uh, so growing up, I mentioned I played basketball. So our hockey fans will be like, "What?" But but I I was I I wanted to always be Walt Frazier. Uh, he was the guy that he was the guy that in my driveway I would you know emulate, imitate all of the above. Thought he was the coolest guy in the whole world. Got my Puma Clydes, the whole deal. And when I finally got in the business and then turned the corner one day and oh my god there's Clyde Frazier I was blown away and I actually it's funny I I mean I think one of the the keys to oddly my success is how I don't like care that much like I've met some pretty big celebrities I'm not going to name drop but I have met some pretty big and it doesn't Phase me almost at all. Um, nobody, no, nobody has phased you, but no, Clyde's, Clyde's. No, no, like no. A- so I'm going to give you one other story. But uh, but Clyde was like, oh my goodness, and it, it just I. But like, no, I I hung and uh, with some pretty and people like, oh my goodness, and I I think the reason why I've had some success is because when you treat a celebrity as if they're just another person, they appreciate that, uh, and it just helps the relationship and I'm not awestruck. I, I, I truly am not. But the one person that um, I, you know, in a weird way I've stalked and prayed that I would one day work with that person. Um, and it came true in 2012 where I finally got the chance to work with the person that I've dreamed of. And that was Bruce Springsteen. So um, okay. I'm a huge fan. Um, I've seen too many shows to embarrassingly admit how many. Um, <laughs> and then I was, um, so there was a, a hurricane in New Jersey, Hurricane Sandy, which was pretty devastating. And um, a bunch of folks in New York decided we're going to do a benefit concert for the victims of Hurricane Sandy uh, to raise money. And we did a concert which was called 12-12-12. It was on December 12th, 2012. And it all happened so fast. And I ended up being the producer of the concert. And, you know, one of the first people that we got on board was Bruce Springsteen. Um, You know, and if you look at the lineup for that concert, it it was as impressive as a concert as you'll ever see. Um, And, but Springsteen was like, uh, so I said, I got this. so we, what we did for all the artists, and it was Paul McCartney and uh, Billy Joel and the Stones, and I mean, it was everybody you could imagine, but I said, I want to go do what was this piece. We did a piece on everybody and their connection to 
New York and New Jersey and to Sandy. Well, so I got to spend a day with Bruce Springsteen and it was to this day, uh, that's, that, that's like one of the greatest days of my entire life. And I couldn't, I, I think I'd never been nervous for a 24 hour period uh, like I was and continued to be around him. But in the end of the day, he was the coolest guy in the whole world. And I got, you know, I got that out of my system and I have met him now numerous times since. And in fact, we had uh, Max Weinberg, uh, his drummer, perform at the Winter Classic this past January. So uh, anyway, those are my two celebrity stories. Uh, But there's been a lot of others that, you know, great, super. I've got a nice wall of pictures. <laughs> yeah, well, very relatable. You know, we've got a lot of uh, New York, New Jersey transplants in Florida. So Clyde Frazier and, uh, and the boss are two pretty big celebrities for a lot of people probably listening. Steve, we will let you run. Really appreciate you coming on the podcast. Some, uh, some great insight into uh, the league and what you're trying to accomplish. And uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks. Well, we appreciate you and, and like all, all the fans, and and we love the feedback. I mean, we really do listen to what everybody has to say, uh, and we want the feedback to keep coming. And we just hope we just keep improving the experience of the NHL, and and you know, we 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 do it right by the fans, and that's the key. I hope you enjoyed that uh, unique perspective inside the NHL, how the league operates, the league's thoughts on events and things like the Winter Classic and what they're trying to accomplish at uh, at the Stanley Cup final and even in the conference finals. And, uh, you know, I think the league really is lucky to have a guy like Steve Mayer there uh, running all these events and the content and kind of thinking outside the box to try to uh, grow Uh, the NHL and the NHL's audience. And I think they've done a real good job with that. So hope you enjoyed uh, this one, a little bit of a unique uh, Goldie on Ice podcast here in the summer. Uh, We'll have um, another podcast coming up soon. So keep on uh, subscribing, if you will, and keep on checking back uh, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Stitcher, anywhere you find podcasts, you can find the Goldie on Ice podcast podcast is uh as i said at the beginning we slowly start to get ready for the florida panthers and the nhl season uh kind of the dog days of summer but plenty more uh coming up once we get into september on the panthers and uh we'll have hear from a number of the players and coaches so stay with us here on the goldie on ice podcast for our producer brett markowitz i'm steve goldstein thanks a lot for listening everybody we'll talk to you next time